What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Devil May Cry podcast, episode one for November 23rd, 2018, with 104 days left until the release of the game on the 8th of March, 2019. I am your host, Albert, and welcome to the show. If this is your first episode, this is a podcast bringing you news, rumors, analysis, theories, and discussions on the Devil May Cry series, covering its past, present, and future. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell button here on YouTube. And on podcast services, leave a star rating and review. We'd sincerely appreciate it. And if you want to ensure the podcast continues and to help the network grow, support us at patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry for a variety of exclusives, perks, privileges, and early access. With all of that out of the way, let's get started. Years have passed since the legions of hell have set foot in this world, but now a new demonic invasion has begun and humanity's last hope will rest in the hands of three lone demon slayers, each with their own radically different style. United by fate and a thirst for vengeance, these demon hunters will have to face their demons if they hope to survive. Twenty years ago, the very first stages of development began for Devil May Cry, which originally was going to be another title in the Resident Evil series. It began under the direction of Hideki Kamiya, who took his team on a research trip to the ancient castles of Spain for inspiration for the new game's setting. Very soon it became clear that the project was growing into something else entirely, and rather than shelve it, Kamiya rewrote the story, and thus Devil May Cry was born. After a sequel which released two years later, Hideaki Itsuno helmed Devil May Cry 3, which further refined and improved the series' unique, style-based combat and over-the-top characters, mythos and world, taking the already utterly insane action to a whole new level. He did this once more with Devil May Cry 4, and after an experimental alternate universe title from Ninja Theory in 2013, Devil May Cry 5 the culmination of decades of Itsuno and his team's genre-pioneering experience, is set to take everything the series accomplished in the past and utterly and completely surpass it in every respect. More technically advanced and impossibly stylish combat, photoreal cinematic graphics for the characters, enemies and environments, and even richer and more detailed in-world mythology, referencing even more real-world cultures and religions. Combined with the recently announced animated series from Castlevania's Adi Shankar, the world of Devil May Cry is more exciting than ever, with its lore and history set to be expanded and deepened into the most complete and detailed version of itself that we've ever seen. As we follow Nero, Dante, and the mysterious V in a brand new adventure, we will experience the most technically advanced, utterly insane action experience of this generation. So the structure of the show is as follows. We'll start with news, then we'll proceed to rumors and speculation, analysis after that, theories after that, then we'll have an art showcase, the community section with emails and social media posts. We'll announce a fan of the week from the community and also a content creator of the week from the community. So our first news item for this week comes from IGN. Devil May Cry series joins Castlevania in new multiverse from Adi Shankar. Devil May Cry and Castlevania cross over. IGN, this is from David Griffin, okay, from IGN, can confirm that an animated series adaptation of Capcom's popular video game franchise, Devil May Cry, is in the works. The series will be developed by Castlevania executive producer Adi Shankar. Shankar, in an exclusive interview with IGN's Jackie Jing, also revealed that his Devil May Cry series will join Castlevania in what we're now calling the bootleg universe. Also, before I continue, make sure you go over to IGN and give them the page view. They wrote this article, David Griffin, he deserves the click, so go ahead and do that. Thanks. 
While Shankar didn't give us any specifics in terms of what this all means for the series overall story, he did inform us that he acquired Devil May Cry rights myself, so the jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up too. Ha! Shankar's financial investment should allow him more creative freedom as he begins to build this wildly ambitious multiverse of his. Shankar attributes the Devil May Cry series announcement to the success of Castlevania, which he says really overperformed. It did crazy well. We immediately got greenlit for season three. Thanking the fans who made this all possible, Shankar said I wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for the fans. Following IGN's news break, Shankar shared his excitement about this new project on social media with this image, which we're going to be analyzing later. It is Adi Shankar dressed as Dante. Right? Shankar's Castlevania series on Netflix has been widely praised. We say it's one of the best video game adaptations ever with Season 2 offering a deep roster of heroes and villains in our review. Currently, there is no information on which network or streaming service the Devil May Cry series will air on. Until then, be sure to find out how we think the Devil May Cry slash Castlevania TV series multiverse could work. So one thing that I've noticed with the IGN article is that it actually sort of doesn't brush past it, but it, let's just say it doesn't sort of directly address and dive into the idea that... Um, Konami and Capcom, okay, two properties, two companies, multiverse with them both, acquired the rights to them both. This puts me in mind of um, the situation right now with the Metal Gear film, actually right now before our recording. As I was setting up the recording, I was listening to the commentary of uh, Kong Skull Island, right? And um, Jordan Vo Roberts, you know, who's directing, who directed that and who will be directing the Metal Gear film, right? Um, and so Konami has made misstep after misstep and and yet they have so many like, like beloved properties you know Castlevania is Konami people forget that you know the the same people who just like brain deadedly if that's even a word um uh, you know uh you know antagonize Kojima or Ronok antagonized because he's not an antagonistic kind of person but just undervalued him and then eventually lost him so it's interesting that that same company was as like it's I would probably say that the uh, Castlevania series, and by the way, we have the Castlevania podcast coming out um, in a few months as well under the Interactive Artistry Network. You can check that out soon. Looking for co-hosts for that one. So if that interests you, get in touch with me. I'll send you the recording parameters and all that. Going to build this nice, lovely uh, Interactive Artistry Network with you all together and get a couple of different folks hosting each show. It's going to be lovely. Fantastic. Can't host them all myself, obviously. Anyway, tangent over. Um... Uh, yeah, it's the series that I watch, watch most often on, on, on Netflix, right? Um, we were in Indonesia and like beautiful Indonesia. I enjoyed it. Don't worry. I wasn't like a recluse or anything. And Ray sometimes, my girlfriend sometimes is like, hey, when we travel, you're just looking at a screen. And I promise I, I genuinely like love like experiencing and being present in new locations. However, when it was a rest day after like hiking and being out in this sort of really, really hot weather I, I, and like um, she was like hanging out with, with, her, with her mom, you know, traveled all together and then I just had the entire day to myself essentially it was like a rest day and you better believe that like I just mainlined that Castlevania series in 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 Indonesia it was incredible I had a shower just freaking like turn all the blinds down got my freaking <laughs> after being all like I'm a traveler I'm traveling and being worldly and enjoying then tanning and healthy and mature and adult right uh, not that they're mutually exclusive by the way screw you Bill Mayer fuck you Jesus oh all that Stanley crap anyway more tangents so I was sitting down and I was watching this series and I guarantee beyond I would say probably Stranger Things is the only other comparable series in um in all of Netflix kind of over that makes me just like sit down and watch like entry after entry it's it's three one is The Good Place the other is um 
uh oh, oh stranger things and then yes uh the uh i was almost gonna say devil may cry series it hasn't been made yet and i think it's gonna be netflix but uh, but yeah castlevania that second season was just magnificent and i completely agree with jackie jing from um from ign when i saw their sort of interview i made sure just to like burrow straight into it like watch it for myself no spoilers or anything i had one teensy spoiler with the first um castlevania uh series where uh, i just i had been hearing about oh actually I won't say it because then if anyone hasn't seen it yet, they'll get spoiled. Haha, jumped in on myself. Needless to say, to know that Devil May Cry, which by the way, me and Devil May Cry go way, way back. Uh, played the first one on PS2 uh, like re re repeatedly. And I think I had the demo as well back when they had demo discs in the old magazine days, you know, played that one, Mallet Island, you know. Gosh, um, and I just, I wanted to be Dante so bad. <laughs> I really did. I uh, I had this thing where it's like I have a little bit like wider, just like structurally, I just like have wider hips. And but then again, you know, everyone has wider hips than anime characters, right? And I used to be like, I used to jealously want to have like Titus's hips and Zell's hips and Dante's hips. There's this weird thing that I had of just being like, why can't I? But obviously, these these creatures, uh, sorry, creatures, these characters have like super long legs and like it's the, the sort of anime style. Um, and yeah, with that one there, it was very pronounced, you know, like Dante's head is tiny compared to his like legs and arms or whatever. So it was a stylistic choice. Um, but that was also back then as well. Like you can see it in Metal Gear, and, but it's, it's, it's evened out a little bit now, um, especially in, in Devil May Cry 5, which we'll get onto. Um, but uh, yeah, so for me, when I um, when I just played that that first game, it was just beyond. I, I suppose, see how, you know, I could have had, because it is the first episode, I could have just had an entire section dedicated to like me, oh, me and my history of Devil May Cry. But what I think figured is more of a valuable use of your time. I will weave in my Devil May Cry story throughout because I don't want to just be like, it's my show and I'm going to like talk about myself now. It's like, no. It's okay. So we'll, I'll weave in my little um, anecdotes about my relationship with um, Devil May Cry, which, as I mentioned, started right when it came out. It was it was just amazing. You know, I'm I've got a bit of Italian ancestry. Seeing all this like cobblestones and everything, it just like totally blew me away. Controversially, I like the second game stylistically, stylistically only better than the first one. Like I like his coat better. I like the the design. Some of the designs better. Please don't click off the podcast i know it's controversial so but with three blew me away i was sketching three all over the place in my um in my notebook in 2005 when i was at uh canberra college loved it I, I i was drawing like all the different forms like the trickster and everything i had like pa paper up on paper i'll, I'll find them and, and share them on the show with you one day when i come across them uh and then four i i had dipped out of uh, devil may cry for a while dmc mm, didn't really dive into that i looked at some cinematics five five you guys the v i can't even so yeah needless to say i mean you've probably seen it now but when i saw v's um tattoos i was like what is going on you know with me and mine and it was just like and because they're also very uh, chaotic and like because i designed i designed these ones you know um and uh they they are really about sort of uncontrollable chaotic energies of of creation like when a when a pattern spreads out like a sort of like lightning sort of scatters across the sky or when you know your veins you know they uh, like the, the patterns that veins and branches and cracks in the grass sorry cracks in the pavement take all have this sort of chaotic energy and chaos is synonymous with um devilry and unpredictability and so i've always had this sort of pull towards um the chaotic energies right and so when i was and 
what is Devil May Cry's combat if not insanely stylish and chaotic? It is like a celebration of like a beautiful chaos, which I think is like nature is beautiful chaos. So yeah, oh, by the way, that's kind of an interactive artistry's deal. It's finally just to, uh, for my own sanity living on this planet, giving myself an outlet to be able to um, sort of convey these uh, thoughts about this medium, about this art form. I love it so much. Um, I believe it's the most uh, like profoundly human art form ever because unlike any other medium, like we are in life we are immersed we are participating in life we're making choices in life itself and games are the closest parallel to that you don't make choices actively to experience music as in throughout the experience you click play and then you sit back just like with movies but with games it's right there it's the most human and so that's just like that's not even an opinion that's just fact so um and so like actively you know that you're there participating inputting for the thing to be what it is just like life um, and needless to say, when I was a kid, this all sort of started like it all culminated in me starting Interactive Artistry with these shows. But Devil May Cry, alongside some of my earliest PS2 games, like obviously you had, um, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2, which was huge for me as well. And I'll mention that on the Devil on the Metal Gear Solid podcast, part of the Interactive Artistry Network, which will be coming out soon as well. Um, and yeah, I the reason why it's tied into me very personally is I just I was a huge acrobat and I still am a little bit doing cartwheels and stuff and it was around about that time when the Matrix sequels were coming out and I always thought like Neo and Dante like I, I took when Dante came out uh, with um, his new coat and his new look for Devil May Cry 2 I was like oh my god he's got like the, the coat that goes all the way up like Neo and I sort of drew this parallel to them and I would try and do like cartwheels like them as well so um, anyway you got me reminiscing but needless to say we're in the middle of the news pa apologies for the tangent uh, by the way it's you got to be natural. I'm not going to be super contrived and super edited, right? Otherwise, what's the point? You have to be authentic. But again, I value your time. So yeah, that's me essentially with Devil May Cry. Um, and one of the things that uh, very early, not not as early as that, that was me just experiencing it, playing it, played it endlessly. I think I even finished it. Um, and then, yeah, rented two. I didn't think I bought that one. Loved Lucia. She was awesome. Uh, hope we hope we see her again at some point, maybe in five or six, the, the next next gen. That's what, one thing we're going to be talking about later on the show. Um, and uh, lastly, there's this teensy little kind of, um, you know, you youngins might not understand this, but uh, back in the day, we didn't have YouTube, right? 2005 or so, what we would do to sort of just have fun with like editing or whatever. I mean, it's what I had available. We weren't the most well off earlier in our lives. But um, I took a Helsing right so we were watching helsing vampire hunter d blood at last there's my sister and i right we were the anime kids um in the house she's taking more of the anime direction silverlin cosplay that's my sister by the way on, on instagram um and we used to play the middle we used to play the the hellboy sorry not the so yeah there's gonna be a hellboy podcast too um yeah the uh the helsing we used to play the helsing uh, uh anime and then i would put on Devil May Cry demo, Devil May Cry 2's demo's music. This is so lame, but it's it's how we entertained ourselves back there. I put it on like played playing on the demo disc, then I switched in the behind the TV. I had the yellow, the red, and the white, and I took two of them out so that I would be watching Helsing with Devil May Cry's music. And uh, I have very fond memories of like the earliest version of like video editing. Uh, so there's a little bit of a tie there, and I figured I'd mention that. I'm a bit of a not a like yeah, I just I, I can't not make connections. It's kind of how I exist. It's, it's And I'm so grateful for this outlet and for the folks who appreciate that out there. If you are and you haven't left the video, you're amazing. Thank you. So yeah, me and Devil May Cry, as soon as I heard this though, guess what? In 2009, a couple of years later, 
I'm traveling around, you know, we're, we're like nomads, right? And I buy this book, uh, this Devil May Cry, because I, I remember just like it was it was always always here, you know, uh, in, in my heart here, right? This Devil May Cry um, love that I have. And I came across the book of uh, the series, because there was like a series, like an animated series that came out, and um, and I and I binged that as well back back when binging wasn't even a thing. This is two thousand and eight or whatever, two thousand nine. I was living in Toowoomba, and it was dark. It was awesome. It was stylish, and I had this weird moment of just dream come true, as I was watching. I was like, as I was back in yeah when I was playing it, I was like, this would be this would be good because I was watching um, in two thousand five, I was watching uh you know um vampire hunter d you know and uh, i had vampire hunter d here and then i had devil may cry here oh devil may cry 2 as well um was 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 thereabouts as well and i was like this would be amazing it was very much a time period of dreams coming true honestly because that's when kingdom hearts as well kingdom hearts podcast as well when we're close to release that's coming too genuinely it's gonna be great co-hosts interested get in touch so kingdom hearts comes out which is this amazing amazing thing of uh you know disney and um and square coming together and then devil may cry is just like speaking right to me with its like italianness again dante alighieri you know the divine comedy italian right we're going to dive into that there with symbolism too amazing dream coming true like interlaced with like the matrix style which was amazing for me because i was doing my martial arts stuff still keep it up not as much as back then Dreams coming true, dreams coming true. And then in 2009, this freaking series comes out. I'm like, this is perfect. And it made me just this thing. That's why I'm very excited about this now because that was um, like the standard of animation. Like it was it was, it was, was good, but um, the potential, the potential of, of Adi Shankar. Have you, have you, oh, if you have that Castlevania series on every level that a series could be compelling and worth your time on, it is that right i was just doing i'm i'm writing manifestos you i read the one earlier for devil may cry i'm doing manifestos up there's one i was doing for avatar and it's like i just put it here it's like the reason why it did well as well as it did is because just say whatever you want about it but it respected the audience's dollar and their time by putting together something that makes you like wrapped and looking at the screen just like that that you can't look away for whatever reason whether it's a technological marvel an animation marvel a narrative marvel Castlevania had it all performances script right and then action as well I just oh the idea of like with with Alucard all of the action I would rewatch all of those action sequences happily and just be like here is a showcase of how to basically produce beautiful compelling material and content and storytelling with this medium in that combat place but then you've got Richard Armitage you have the entire cast um uh Graham McTavish as Dracula, you know, Sebastian, by the way, um, and uh, AKA Sir Percival from The Order, also getting a podcast very soon, December. First episode's coming out for that one. And he's phenomenal. You know, he's Balin in, um, not Balin, no, Dwalin, I believe. He's the bald guy in, 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 in the Hobbit movie. So that's Dracula, right? Incredible. Such a, such gravitas, such, and, you know, especially when I, because I first encountered, um, I, I first knew about him, obviously through The Hobbit, but then I learned of that connection. He's also in High, Highlander, you know. And the reason I'm mentioning this, like, Albert, oh, why are you mentioning this, all this stuff about Castlevania? Well, Adi Shankar is tight with the Castlevania people. We can expect a lot of people from the Castlevania. I think it's safe to expect. We can expect, um, you know, that team or whatever his resources, the connections he's made through animating the Castlevania series uh, on Netflix to to sort of bleed over into the um, Netflix right and so 
I would love, for example, any of the folks at uh, Castlevania to be um, involved in the voice work, right? We're, I think it's going to be pretty certain that we're going to get the voices of Dante from the Devil May Cry 5 into this one. But um, but yeah, so that's extremely exciting. And then, as I mentioned, like earlier, four or five tangents ago, um, IGN didn't really talk about it, but the idea of this combined universe is just, again, another form of dream come true. It's so, so great. And he has such a solid... Uh, forward-thinking, perspective-keeping head on his shoulders, that guy. I would, I'm, I'm looking forward to one day speaking with him. He's uh, such a discerning... He's very young as well. Discerning. Uh, he's present. He, he knows He knows what's what. He won't take bullshit. He's a very... He's a straight talker. Very much like Jordan Vo Roberts. He's like young, young guy with with his head on his shoulders, knows his influences, knows what he wants, has vision, doesn't like let the fact that he's like younger, like let any sort of the higher-ups, or well, not higher-ups people of you know older generations have any sway he's got such a clear vision and that is the reason in the earliest interviews adi shankar talking about castlevania that is the reason why he was like fuck it I'm, I'm going to do it i'm going to make the best um uh video game adaptation i'm not going to let that stigmatize me uh still like i'm not going to let that you know let the project be stigmatized by that or have that stigma um and i and i so respected that you know um who else did this recently i read it's like um oh yeah the naughty the naughty dog guys at one point if you look into that when they were talking about the last of us they're like we are gonna like pioneer storytelling and it was this this declaration and yeah also cd project red right that video which i'll show when we do the witcher podcast which is also coming right uh from interactive on interactive artistries uh, networks looking for hosts get in touch with me um it was incredible when he comes out onto that that hill. I'll, I like you can find it if you just type like Witcher three introduction. They just say we are going to do this. We are going to make the most advanced, like the most, the best RPG of all time. That's what they said, right? And they said it and they followed through. Okay, uh, Naughty Dog said it, followed through. Last of Us unequivocally is has has been essentially declared in in some senses even with the font you can even see it just the way it's held the regard that it's held in the the, the prestige the accolades right um but just also stripping all that away just the, the pure the, the sinew the reality of, of that of how the last of us was made and and what that game is and the sequel as well which can which will continue it again last of us podcast coming out it all just it all just screams like we are confident we know this we're going to do it we're confident we know this we're going to do it and that is Adi right he did that with Castlevania how is that even possible I'm a, I'm a jaded just turned 30 year old right I should technically just be like eh, you know they'll fuck it up or something along with many other people who do that Adi is one of the very like the handful of people Jennifer Roberts uh, Kojima Fumisho Ueda right he is right there with me in that same sort of pantheon of people who I, I, I just believe him. I just say, you know what, You're, you've got this vision. You don't let the complacency of the digital modern age get to you. You don't let the complacency of, uh, you know, search traffic. Because a lot of people, like, they'll just make something that'll generate great search traffic. You click to the thing, right? The cinematic equivalent of clickbait, I call it, or this, any kind of insert content type version of clickbait, right? You go there and they've made it just to be impressive in a trailer and that's it. There's nothing of substance. They they disrespect your money. They disrespect your time and you get wounded. You get hurt. You get burnt and you are fearful and you become fearful of trusting entities when they say, we've done the greatest thing. We're going to make the best thing that honors everything because oh, frankly, too many people, a great the great majority of people betray that 
okay? Denis Villeneuve with Blade Runner is like, I'm just going to make this honest thing. Yeah, I'm going to make this honest expression of Blade Runner. It's now a classic, by the way, Blade Runner podcast down the line, okay? Mad Max as well. And so I'm just blown away. I'm so, so happy. So I'm sorry to sort of linger on this one. It was sort of me, my first item for the show, episode one, I hope. I, I, I appreciate you all listening. And, and for those of you who didn't click away, I just need to sort of share my sincere self with you all. It's, it's what you uh, rightfully deserve. And with all of these podcasts, including this one, always to make it worth the privilege of your time. All right. Our next item is new Devil Breaker gameplay, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to live react to it with you, okay? Um, if there is an embedded video, which there isn't on this one, but I'll read it first and we'll crack onto it. So this is via um, segment next. Devil May Cry 5, new Nero Devil Breaker gameplay will increase your hunger. Devil May Cry 5 comes with a very unique and interesting weapon called the Devil Breaker. Actually, to preserve the authenticity, you know what we're going to do, folks? I am going to look at this live for you and react with you. Right, so the, the Devil Breaker, first of all, the concept is just something amazing and I cannot, I cannot get over the beauty of that. those, like, shout out to Spider-Man, uh, the, the, the puddles is just on another level. Did he seriously just air guitar? That's incredible. Yes! The style is going to be so unreal. And then we haven't even talked about DLCs, the potential DLC. I really hope Devil May Cry 5 has like a, a year of just constant DLC, of just adding new moves and, and equipment. So good. Oh, that blade looks so awesome. Incredible. For a second, I actually thought that we were going to see V, you know, V gameplay, which I don't think people have seen yet. They're keeping it a bit of a secret. My most uh, uh, intriguing character so far. Love them both, obviously. Love all three of them. Yes, but uh, V is just like, I mean, look at me, you know. Gotta see what that what that guy's up to. The variety is just amazing, and I love there's so much potential there for doing new things, so that's incredible. Awesome. Radio, so back to the article. This is by Jawad Ali, segment next. Devil May Cry 5 comes with a very unique and interesting weapon called the Devil Breaker. To make you crave for more, a new Devil May Cry 5 Devil Breaker gameplay is now available to show you Nero's brutal and wild style of handling demons in the game. Devil May Cry, oh, by the way, before I continue, please go over to segment next. I will have the link in the description. Give Jawad Ali uh, a follow and just, uh, just click the page. You can open it, close it if you want. Just give him the page view. He deserves it. Um, he, she, or they, I'm not sure. Devil May Cry 5. Uh, yes, Devil, Devil Breaker and Devil May Cry 5 is a unique weapon that provides Nero with a different variety of tools and abilities that he can use in combat or to travel, which will be amazing because you can skateboard on your own arm. And what is this life? We're so blessed to have these incredible photoreal, insane experiences where you're like surfing on your own severed um, prosthetic arm that's like demon killing. It's like just this like orgasmically awesome uh like uh, status quo of amazing games and, and awesomeness and photo real coolness and wow yeah i dig it i'm so into it i'm so into this current generation uh, it might be controversial but yeah ps4 this current generation is my favorite As i grew up on the older i grew up on the older ones I, I but i am no fool okay give me the most just i i am i'm in love with this medium i'm not nostalgic I'm not driven by nostalgia, I'm driven by my love for it. I'm, I love all the eras equally, but I'm always in love with obviously the latest that it is because it is what it is now. It's it's the most present version of it. So I'm just, yeah, had to have a moment there, folks. So cool. Just surfing on our own freaking prosthetic arms like a Marty fucking McFly. Anyway, you can check out all of these in the new Devil May Cry 5 Breaker trailer, which we just reacted to. Uh, Devil Breaker called Gerbera GP01. So let's dive into this one. I'm not sure as many folks as you... 
many folks might know about it. But if you go um, Gerbera, right? First of all, it says a tropical old world plant of the daisy family with large brightly colored flowers. However, if you want to jump into Wikipedia, this is what you want to do. Okay. Because we're going to have our fun with um, nomenclature, right, radio? As we go along, a lot of Devil May Cry's um, uh, nomenclature is so loaded with symbolism, right? So here we go. So for your edification, the Gerbera, right, is the fifth, number five, get it, Devil May Cry 5, the fifth most popular flower in the world. Gerbera daisies can mean innocence, purity, and cheerfulness. These large daisy variations come in a number of vibrant colors, and sending them is the perfect way to brighten someone's day. So Needless to say, I love making my connections, even if they're not intended, tangentially related. I'm totally cool with that, right? It's always worthwhile investing and diving into your own curiosity for things, even if they weren't intended by the creators, because it seriously makes it worthwhile just like learning new things, like incidentally, as you sort of dive into the things you already love, because you're exp expanding your sphere of knowledge, expanding your sphere of appreciation and, and trivia as well. Why not on that level as well? So there you go. It brands our day. And guess what? It's connected uh, because of that, uh, that fifth most popular. Um, fantastic i love that i initially thought that it was um uh, something uh, biblical but there you go there's there's the surprises that you have right there so that's the kind of stuff we do here it's lots of fun so good to have this outlet finally and whoever gets anything out of it that does cheers to you your kindred love you <laughs> back to it so a devil breaker called gerbera gp01 in devil may cry 5 will give nero more faster movement using shockwaves another devil breaker in dmc5 called Pasta is created by Nico, which is one of the new characters in DMC5. This is the only Devil Breaker in D DMC5 that will let you cycle the remaining breakers, right? The Sweet Surrender is another Devil Breaker in DMC5, which you will use to heal Nero along with Break Ga Gauge moves, which can recover up to three bars of health. There's one called Mega Buster, and then it's inspired, obviously, by Mega Man. It'll change Nero's poses and include animations to pay respect to Mega Man, right? Other than that, the overall gameplay of Devil May Cry 5 looks very smooth and it's exactly what the fans have always wanted tell me about it i have like reactivated to my love of devil may cry something fierce with devil may cry 5 it's like literally dream come true kind of stuff right i'm sure a lot of you out there folks um uh, would feel the same recently some lucky fans of the game got the chance to play dmc5 and they were very pleased with the gameplay these lucky fans mentioned that the devil may cry 5 gameplay is badass and sexy interestingly it seems like capcom couldn't hold it any longer as they have started the preload of the game on xbox one these people who pre-ordered the game are now reporting that they are able to download the game months earlier right to get the file size of the game is 29.75 gigabytes which seems very normal as it also includes all of the downloadable content of the game though obviously you can't start playing it yet you can start the application it says that's not available to play it i think yes that is going to be the way that i get to make cry 5 i gotta play it straight away right it's so beautiful the idea of again another thing that young people roll your eyes as much as you want but the idea of being in front of your tv not having to go to the store not having to ask your dad or your mom or anything um obviously you'd have to if you were younger you'd still need permissions and stuff but the very idea that you can just like be in your lounge and be like Tuck, there you go right there as soon as it is literally released to the very second that the game has like born into the world you, you can play it straight away it's fantastic call me a serious old person whatever but uh, it still doesn't fail to like make me extremely like yeah grateful you know it's so cool so nifty
thought it would be worth mentioning as well, DMC5's development is already complete, so there's not going to be any delays. DMC5 consists of three different playable characters along with an all-new character called V. There's very little that we know about him, and he's clearly different from the others, obviously with the black hair and the tattoos and all that, right? Don't worry, as Capcom has promised that they will be revealing new information about this character soon. As for now, he's expected to be a mage-type character. Yes! Uh, there will be options in certain missions allowing you to play with the character you like depending on your choice, right? DMC5 will officially release on March 8th, 2019 for PS4, Xbox One and PC. Ah, so good. Radio, our last item of news for today is called The Void, right? Obviously, it's uh, the practice space. This is from Polygon.com. Okay, let's dive into it and um, get a bit of speculation happening. Here we go. And this is from Owen S. Good at polygon.com again there's the link in the description okay so you want to give them the page view at least just click and then click out just they deserve that page hit for writing this okay just make sure you do that please all right thank you devil may cry 5 includes a practice mode called the void work on your combos and technique with nero's devil breakers great little video there first look at devil may cry's void mode i'm gonna have a look at that one remember us here we go you saw us at E3 in Los Angeles when we announced Gosh, the release of these Devil guys May Cry 5. Duo. DMC is back. Then we did a deeper dive into what this game is all about at Gamescom in Germany. The Devil Breakers are the new system for Nero, and there's all kinds of different moves that you could do with the Devil Breakers that you couldn't do before in Devil May Cry 4. And now, we want to bring you to our backyard in Osaka, Japan, where we plan to show you some features that the public has heard about but never seen. We're also going to get inside the mind of the brilliant man behind the game, Itsuno-san. Since coming to Capcom in 1994, he's been the driving force behind some of our most beloved series. Games like Street Fighter Alpha, Star Gladiator, Rival Schools. And Itsuno is known for applying that fighting game knowledge to the action-adventure genre, with games like Dragon's Dogma and, of course, Devil May Cry. But first, we're hanging out in Osaka. It's known as a city that's highly supportive of the arts, so it's no surprise that Capcom's Osaka-based headquarters is like a magnet, attracting a talent pool of highly creative people. Speaking of creative, we're meeting some colleagues from Capcom at a local Izaka. Itsuno-san likes to encourage colleagues to exchange ideas and think outside the box. Oh, what a dream it would Gatherings be to work like with this like are an example of how that's fostered at Capcom. And Devil May Cry 5 is evidence that his approach is working, which is why I can't wait to showcase some features that the public hasn't seen yet. So generous, thank you so when much. When you enter the Capcom Studios, it's obvious that it's all about gaming here. On this bustling floor, Itsuno-san works alongside his colleagues, and sometimes he games with us. We don't see For gamers who enough. aren't familiar with the Devil May Cry series, the name of the game is Style. It's a combat-heavy game where players are rewarded by stringing together stylized attacks while avoiding damage. Varying up your attacks is key to raising your style rank. Itsuno-san. As we discussed Devil May Cry, Itsuno-san lets me know that his priority is to create action-adventure games that are tighter, more challenging, more hardcore. And that's exactly what Devil May Cry 5 is which is why his team created The Void, which is what we're here to showcase. This is incredible. The Void is a place where players can experiment with enemies, weapons, moves, and combos. It's a place where someone who's new to the game can gain mastery of it, or where DMC fans can perfect their techniques and hone their style. Another cool thing about The Void is that it gives you options. 
turn your enemy's damage off to practice combos for prolonged periods of time. With damage on, you can see how much damage different moves and combos inflict. It's all for the players. And of course, there are the Devil Breakers. Itsuno shows me the unlimited Devil Breakers option, allowing you to practice without losing your Devil Breaker. He also says there will be different Devil Breaker loadouts that you could preset, and then you'll be able to switch between them on the fly. And to top things off, there's a deluxe collection of Devil Breakers. First up, the Gerbera GP-01. If you're already familiar with the game, you know the standard Gerbera uses shockwaves to repel projectiles and send the enemy flying. GP-01 the Gerbera GP-01 takes away the ability to repel projectiles, but it adds movement options. You can make Nero shoot up into the air, or if he's already in the air, he'll shoot down to the ground. Next, the Pasta Breaker. Why Pasta? Itsuno-san was thinking, what if Nico, that's her, was just cobbling something together with stuff she had lying around. She saw this fork, Shout out to Italy, she's Pasta, thinking, yeah. he needs to eat, and so the Pasta Breaker was born. And even though it's not much of a fighting tool, this is the only Devil Breaker that allows you to cycle your remaining Devil Breakers. So it could be of help strategically. For the next one, Itsuno-san takes us out of the void and into gameplay. Meet Sweet Surrender. It's the only Devil Breaker that has the ability to heal. You can see it healing while in battle. If you pull off a breakage move, you can recover three bars of health instantaneously while surrendering Sweet Surrender. And now, Itsuno-san takes us back to the void for the Mega Buster. This Devil Breaker was inspired by Mega Man. Itsuno-san figured if Nero can change his arms, it's almost a given that we should have Mega Man's arm in the game. Isuno-san shows us how Nero's poses and animations change when he has the Mega Buster equipped as a kind of nod to Mega Man. The way he jumps, the way he runs, even his evade turns into Mega Man's slide. This is one of the things I love about Japanese game developers is they put all this love into really fine details. So there you have it, the void. A place where you can experiment, practice your combos, Learn the enemy patterns and hone your skills to take on Itsuno-san's challenge of tackling his idea of a seriously hardcore game. So good. So there you go. I figured I would let the man himself say it. I will continue reading from the Polygon article. Here we go. Devil May Cry 5 will offer a new practice mode called The Void, where players can work on their fighting technique and get familiar with the game's stylish action. Right? A lot of it is a summary, essentially, of uh, what he basically discussed there in the video. My gosh, this is incredible. The reason I say it's a dream come true is because I don't know if you folks have had this, maybe. It's just sitting down, you may be playing something, and then all of a sudden you'll have an idea of, like, wouldn't this be amazing if, right? I've had that thought, like, like, like photo mode in and of itself, just in general, that that's taking over has just been this amazing wish fulfillment for me that I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe the world like itself wider than me. I, not as an arrogance thing. It was just like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's not a priority for people. That's fine. And I'll just continue maybe just they're hoping that something like this comes along or, or entertaining the idea of it existing. But photo mode then 
came along amazing you know with god of war and horizon and uncharted which i just like took eight hours longer to do because of all that photo mode fun times that i had but um but with devil may cry yeah having a practice space especially for this like this kind of game not only makes sense but it's just again a dream come true so there you go that's that one there so now let's move on to our rumors and speculation section number one we have from the nerd mag uh the users are able to devil uh users are able to download devil may cry 5 early not so much a rumor as uh, you know i obviously can't play it um uh but uh, you know you'll be able to have it available there i don't know if some people are going to be able to hack through it uh if there's any kind of scuttlebutt there about uh, wanting to play it early i hope that doesn't happen and if you do manage to do that i would really appreciate it if you just like either just like kept it to yourself which i i just implore you to do um or uh you know yeah just don't share it that would be amazing you know so that we could all play it as uh all together you know on the 8th of march would be amazing so too easy um this rumor here doesn't have a link it's just me from me i just briefly wanted to go over it devil may cry 6 on next gen right it is early it is almost way too early to be talking about this but i had to include devil may cry as part of the, as part of the recent just like ripple out of of disc of next gen discussions that you know sony leaving e3 sort of launched devil may cry 6 beyond the beyond the beyond it would be right take everything um, uh, uh devil may cry 5 is right you'd want to be adding like doubling the photorealism right which is almost insane because it's already so photoreal right already um i immediately think of vehicles i don't know if that's a thing with the van i don't know if we'll be able to drive the van i wonder if they may i mean they have to stick to the, the devil may cry format and but i know that this one won't be open world i wonder if that one there will be open world so brief little speculation there little tantalizer it is way too early to talk about it had to just sort of make it a part of that as well in the sort of rumor section and then we have one here from nintendo enthusiast right it is uh from the 13th of november and there's just a little bit of scuttlebutt about bayonetta crossed with um uh, devil may cry right which is amazing and i would love that um so there's just yeah it's in one of the comments i believe um because i'm not seeing it here on the article or, or the the article sort of vanished interesting right there how amazing would that be for that to be combined and for Devil May Cry maybe to have this integration with, uh, you know, um, Nintendo, for example. Imagine him coming onto uh, Smash. That would be phenomenal because, you know, we have the Capcom stuff. Uh, there's been integrations there between Konami, Capcom, Nintendo. Having Dante would be ooh, on another level with like a secret downloadable Smash character. So just to put that thought in your mind while you're, you know, walking or uh, on your bike or in your car or on, on the bus or at work, just so you can put a smile on your face, that idea of, uh, you know, Smash one day having Devil May Cry. Because again, it makes perfect sense. They have very similar in some aspects, obviously, uh, you know, Smash is um, on, on a vertical plane. Um, and Devil May Cry is more, more three-dimensional, but there is that, like, whack someone up into the air, punch them, punch them, punch them, then take them down and, like, stylish combat and it, as everything. So that would very much lend itself to uh, that collaboration. Coolie, so um, I, I put here analysis in the analysis section, the scrub-through, right, of... Um, uh, of, of of the gameplay it's not not too necessary it's all very self-explanatory a lot of this again what we're going to mostly be doing on this show isn't just going to be talking through gameplay it's going to be diving into what's coming later which is theories and like and uh, you know what we can see in, in extant uh, existing you know sort of mythologies and cultures we're going to dive into that really to deepen and appreciate our knowledge of all the references etymology wise and nomenclature wise that the devil may cry series makes us uh, allusions to as i'm going through i'll be stopping just like i did with gerbera to kind of 
take a pause and just again educate ourselves all together bringing you along with me on this you know um doing it for you guys as well you know that's going to be so much fun but we will do that later on radio so um the Ari Shankar Dante picture I don't see any uh anything sort of comes to mind really of um uh, of you know anything to analyze there so let's quickly have a look out in the background there oh it's cool he's got the sort of the hilt there i'm not sure quite what when i have my oh by the way i was going to do a co-host with um mr wanna get high from the uh that's his name incredible username shout out to you my friend uh, on the subreddit he unfortunately wasn't able to make it um he'll be on the next one though I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll sort of nudge him to do that for sure so yeah adi shankar he's a big fan of dressing up isn't he and I, I appreciate that sincerely and kudos to him guys this guy took out money out of his own wallet boom put down uh, a wad for the rights to uh, make uh uh yeah to make this into an incredible incredible animated series which is the only thing that it's going to be it's going to be fantastic so shout out to you my friend fingerless gloves you're winning julian casablancas playing no i'm kidding he of course he wouldn't play dante but that would be hilarious so there you go cool 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 so that is um yeah right there right there my friends that is uh the last little analysis that we have again as we get closer we'll be playing the game itself we'll be doing more sort of more extensive analysis but i just kind of it's episode one i want to take you sort of through all the sections so you can imagine and um, sort of use your mind's eye speculative so that you're able to anticipate what's gonna what the show is going to be like essentially right theories right um this was an interesting one i didn't uh, you know i'll usually dive into further theories and again with my co-host we'll be finding ones on each of our ends right we'll share those as well um cry.org forward slash or uh, it's the forums right back in um a couple of months ago and it says um the theory that devil may cry 5 is essentially devil may cry 2 remade and i was like this is interesting i'm going to share this on the show all right so you dive in here it's loading all up uh and let's read from here so this is a theory i've had for a few weeks this is from dragon master 2010 on the devil forums it's a theory i've had for a few weeks but it is one that i can't help but think about what if the story for devil may cry 5 is actually the ideas ninja theory had for potential dmc2 that they wanted to develop like nero's design looking close to dmc's dante design couldn't just be coincidence right from the boots to the hooded coat and obviously the hair i really do believe that dmc2's new design of dante would have been this exact design but with a different color coat and a red amulet around his neck right so red amulet from eddie shankar number one number two my mistake i thought he meant dmc2 as in the uh, not as favorably reviewed and received sequel to the original devil may cry no he's talking about dmc right so from 2013 by ninja theory that sequel and they're saying oh well you know his appearance with the short hair and everything there's allusions to that i believe personally personally i'm pausing in the middle of this theory to sort of explain this in this little bracket that i'm sharing i think it's a little bit of a stretch to think that it's uh you know related in any way to the you know uh hideaki hasn't outright he's actually said that it's it's like alternate universe he hasn't stricken it entirely from the canon right but most people like just in general you know like it's the one two three four now five that's the main canon right with the ancillary materials that relate to those and support those also canon um but uh, yeah, I would say it's the, the chances are pretty small that uh, that yeah that it's um, that it's directly tied in in any way, uh, or that it's in universe in any way. Although Ninja Theory did a great job. Shout out for Hellblade was a phenomenal, phenomenal um, uh, piece. Gosh. I'll be analyzing that one on, on other shows as well. So yeah, no, so um, yeah, I'll put you at under 20% that one being uh, the case, uh, my friend. So anyway, from the boots, let's return to the post. From the boots to the hooded coat and obviously the hair, I really do believe that DMC's new design for Dante would have been this exact design, but with a different color coat and the red amulet around his neck. But 
to go into the story. Basically, it's all about Nero traveling around the world to kill demons in a sort of travel van. A while back, Ninja Theory talked about what the future of DMC would have been like when they were able to do their sequel. They explained that for a sequel, Dante would have been older and he would have traveled around the world fighting the remaining demons and once again fighting his brother Virgil. There, there would have been more, uh, more angel appearances as well. So with DMC5, I believe they've taken this idea and um, applied it to DMC5 with the whole traveling around the world idea, while also using Virgil as a goal for Nero to achieve. Similar to DMC, Dante fighting his brother for, uh, from controlling the world. I seriously believe that the story that is going to be used for DMC5 is what um, NT uh, was uh, going to do uh, with uh, DMC2. Maybe Capcom asked them to make some ideas as to what they want would want from DMC2, and they came to finishing the first DMC. Then when DMC didn't meet those expectations, Capcom bought the rights to DMC, um, or still had them, because they still had them. Anyway, uh, therefore the ideas for DMC2 came to adapt DMC5. What do you guys think? Let's read the first comment here. Uh, this is from uh, Lain, L-A-I-N, says, I can definitely buy them taking influence from DMC to shape Nero going forward. Certainly not complaining, Nero is now suddenly much more interesting to me than he was in 4, to the point where I'm more invested in where his character will go in 5 than I am with Dante. I agree personally. Um, then we have Z218 says, It's fitting because, because DMC got started as a Resident Evil project. Nero's new look uh, took a while to grow on me. I love that, the idea of one thing being you know repurposed. It's like the tradition. And then the last one I'll read. Dark Slayer Virgil says, uh, quoting you know Z218, um, uh, you know, uh, it's fitting because DMC started as an Ari project. Um, I actually th felt instantly in love uh, with Nero's design in 5, mainly because DMC 4 Nero and Dante looked like Final Fantasy wet dreams. Gotta agree with you. I love Hideaki's Itsuno's um, direction uh, with, with DMC 5. Love the photo reel. You know, obviously the proportions, as I mentioned way back in the, earlier in the show, talking about like the unrealistic, like hip to head to foot portions or whatever. That's done. That's so much so much better now um it's like a mixture of the two i would say like photoreal with still like edging a little bit to the anime beautiful beautiful balance right um so yeah in terms of my theories i didn't actually play the dmc uh extensively i watched some uh, cinematics for that one there again it just it's about being honest to what you actually like feel right to get to the point for me wanting to create a Devil May Cry freaking podcast, that tells you, right, that the the old passion has been reawakened. <laughs> Cannot wait to chat with some of you folks from the community. On the show, feel free to get in touch through the Twitters, you know, at interartistry or uh, Instagram.com forward slash interactive artistry. Let me know. I'll get you on the show. We'll I'll send you the recording parameters. We'll go from there. I can't wait. I just cannot wait. But anyway, with this here, um, I would have to say, yeah, as I mentioned, under 20%. And then stylistically, you know what? I would not be opposed. In fact, when I look at some of those enemies, right, from the uh, DMC5 trailers, they look like they could have just sort of wandered out of a bit of the, uh, yeah, a little bit like they, you know, could have wandered out of the DMC, um, you know, 2013, that menagerie of, of enemies. There is a weirdness to it, but it is tied into, so far, favorite enemy design, the Goliath, right? It, it does tie in a little bit to that but I think it's it's sort of as a nod I don't think it's like a direct like in world this is this actual world that we're portraying but as a design sort of nod to what, what um, Ninja Theory did there's a great respect actually between the makers of DMC5 and and, and, um, and 2013's DMC I, I really love it actually you know and I love that in in, in in interviews, Itsuno has has been like, yeah, it's just an alternate uh, alternate timeline, you know, no no bad talking, no no crap talking, you know. And it was just like, yeah, they know how to make a beautiful game. Ninja Theory are fantastic, and 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 DMC was. There's a lot of it. So many supporters for that game, you know. So, but yeah, that's that's my sort of thoughts on that particular theory. So under twenty percent, compelling theory nonetheless. 
So for art, let's quickly go over to the Tumblr. We're going over the hour. I try to keep it to the hour recording. Um, and we're going to give a few people a shout out, right? Here we go. So our first art piece from uh, the Tumblr, the good old Tumblr, one of the best sources for any kind of art. We have Noah, Noah Hasai, right? Um, welcome back, old daddy, right? So I'm going to be um, expanding this one here. There you go. Incredible. Thank you so much for this one here, my friend. It's um, really, really unique. I really love that, like the streamlined style. And by the way, you actually captured uh you know the performance um the performance artist still have to memorize his name you captured that whole vibe that sort of tired but still ambitious kind of vibe that uh, that dante has so well done to you my friend for sure next one we have is cr tunes okay um ser dash tunes it is cuphead it is D D devil may cry in the style of cuphead are you kidding me this is incredible featuring dante from devil may cry series right he looks amazing i love the uh the the, the fingers fingerless gloves there it's obviously his uh um his uh devil may cry 3 incarnation you can see there the adi shankar tastic uh pommel there of of the sword behind him right incredible fantastic there and you know dealing with the devil there if you if you get the reference it's all about um uh yeah it's totally all about um it's all about devils right so that's the, the sort of the secret name of the title there so that's awesome so like seriously kudos to you my friend thank you so much for, for sharing that one very very unique and yet also it's related it's not completely random like you know like oh here's here's dante entirely made of bananas or something you know it's it's nothing like that so now here we have probably my favorite of all of them. In fact, I'm gonna name them artist of the week um, for them. I'm actually gonna weave it into this segment here. This is a picture of Virgil, okay? Um, what can I say? It's just phenomenal. It's Lizard Zardonix, okay? Um, I'll be, ha yeah, you'll, you'll see on the screen here, you'll be able to sort of, um, uh, yeah, usernames and everything on the screen. You can follow it with links and everything. Phenomenal, simply phenomenal. Thank you so much for, for creating that and sharing that with the community. And yes, um, just to let you know, you are the artist of the week. Uh, incredible thank you so much it just blew me away to see that one there so we have some amazing art here we have let's go from danger pat here this is lady very smart and yet action savvy kind of outfit here so thank you danger pat and then we have a picture here of trish incredible thank you so much my friend uh with a little bit of fluoro touches amazing thank you so much and that's from fio art lovely and let's see if we can end on something okay a pretty maniacal looking one here from uh from tumblr it's um, from viral zone 13 this is an amazing picture of nero just cackling away with his with his uh, uh with his devil breaker arm amazing and let's end on one of my favorite characters it is lady okay and this is from danger pat as well um amazing it's just got the v behind her because yeah she's going to be in, in in the sequel as well so thank you so much to the artists of the community you're amazing thank you and i cannot wait to dive into uh, some more art next week it's wonderful to sort of catch up with that community and last but not least i'm going to dive onto the reddit and we're going to give a shout out to someone special someone who's awesome and you know what i don't even have to go to the reddit because guess what it is you mr wanna get high who threw your hand up for co-hosting this show and for being essentially in this new sort of um uh, expansion of interactive artistry first uh, you know we had secure a podcast uh, yesterday recording fell through i'm going to be recording it later so technically uh, historically chronologically the very first uh, co-host i've reached out to about eventually taking over the show totally cool if you don't want to it's the idea is i'm going to be speaking 
speaking to people, finding people who are absolutely just as passionate as myself, if not more so for these particular properties, jump on the team, host the show, and we're all one big family here at Interactive Artistry. That's the idea. If you're on the Instagram, you can see all of the shows being announced. That's also where I'm going to drop this news here. Get in touch if you want. If you see yourself wanting to talk about this material, again, it's sort of a trial by fire. It has to be something that for you, you could talk about it every week, that you could in your heart say, I want to follow on that. I want to dive into the lore of that. I could personally, I really could of all, but I'm, I'm only one man. I could only host maybe two or three or maybe four of these shows while I'm running all of Interactive Artistry myself. I'm going to be mostly producer for this interactive artistry endeavor so i need all of you folks to get in touch with me on any of these shows that you end up seeing dragon age bioshock i'm gonna have the fallout series we're gonna have um a podcast game of thrones podcast star wars all of this okay get in touch with me let's make this happen one big interactive artistry family getting that patreon happening together we'll all grow together and uh, make just a, a like a passionate beautiful community where like that is the standard a complete utter all-consuming passion and and love for this medium and as everything i've discussed earlier in the show about it being literally the most worthwhile and life honoring medium that we have right um on that level collaborating with me inter riffing with me um like definitely get in touch okay and if you're that for, for interactive artistry as if you're that for um devil may cry please right now get in touch send a at interartistry tweet or interactive um so instagram.com forward slash interactive artistry right get in touch and if that's you mr wanna get high who's going to jump on sort of referring to you in the sort of spirit form mr wanna get high first of all great second of all i've said it many times great username jump on the show if you if it's your vibe and if you want to do it we're going to have you on the show anyway I mean, it's still early days still have to find people but that's who i'm looking for it's people who as i've just gone through the news analysis theories rumors that that would like set your soul a light to want to do that and share with the world and have an outlet for that just like myself so any of you out there who want to get in touch with me about not just uh, the devil may cry podcast any of them out there let me know i would be more than happy to take your pm if we start vibing, I will send you the recording parameters and we'll start striking up and we'll make you literally a host of one of these shows, okay? If everything works out. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is everything from me, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. It brings us to the end of the show. If you enjoyed the show, you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell button here on YouTube. And on podcast services, you can leave a star rating and review. We'd sincerely appreciate it and if you want to ensure the podcast continues and to help the network grow support us at patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry right um, and for a variety of exclusives perks and privileges and early access you have a whole variety of tiers to choose from there anything towards um, us keeping this place going is just seriously like music to my heart to my soul thank you thank you we're on instagram twitter and on tumblr at interactiveartistry.tumblr.com you can also send through an email to contact at interactive-artistry.com and also to interactive-artistry.com forward slash contact and in case you wanted to know interactive artistry is a podcast network composed of over 30 shows on a single podcast feed with more on the way and we are currently looking for hosts as i mentioned before if you're interested please get in touch via contact at interactive-artistry.com uh, or any of our social media outlets you can check the instagram for all of the already announced shows it includes the elder scrolls dragon age bioshock um secular bloodborne all of us one big family really building this amazing network across uh the world you know and again 
I'll speak with you. I'll riff with you if we vibe together, if you're on that sort of same level of just like constantly engaging with this material sort of energy, really passionate, staying in touch ahead of recording times. If that's your vibe and you want to join the team and and, and, and if there's a vibe and a connection and a resonance there, you're, you're in. You're in and, and the show's yours, okay? We trust each other. We help each other. It's going to be a good time. Patreon growing, bigger and bigger people coming together. It's, it's a wonderful time that awaits us all. And that very much brings us to the absolute end of the show. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. And remember, embrace the darkness within you. There's no hiding in the shadows anymore.